Hey everyone, welcome back to my podcast. I'm Jesse Neeland and this is not about your body. And today I wanted to talk a little bit about a question that comes up a lot around um, people who are doing body neutrality work, people who are doing sort of intuitive eating work, people who are taking a break from exercise so that they can, you know, heal their relationship with movement and their bodies. What happens is a lot of the people in their lives who are still deep in wellness culture, diet culture, fitness culture, whatever, they will uh, be really unsupportive and they'll sort of say like that that approach is unhealthy, that it's stupid. Uh, They'll sort of um, dig at the person who's doing it, sort of implying that they're like weak. Um, Sometimes they'll criticize the approach altogether as being dangerous. And so I just wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about how to sort of get your your people on board to be a little bit more supportive of body neutrality or intuitive eating or whatever it is you're doing that is, um, you know, kind of anti-diet or subverting diet culture. And the idea that uh, weight stigma, you know, is accurate or like it is really important to be thin, all these things. So if you're subverting that, um, those beliefs in your own personal journey, um, how do you get your friends, family, partner, whoever to be more supportive of, of what you're doing? And I think the first thing that I have to say about this is it is really difficult to evolve within our established relationships. Like it's really hard um, to basically dismantle an entire worldview that you've shared with somebody for a long time and then have them feel okay about it. You know, it makes people feel... Uh, really threatened when you change something that has been foundational to your relationship for a really long time. For example, if you and everybody in your family have always shared a religion, it feels super threatening for you to challenge that religion, question that religion, or dismantle that religion in your own life, right? And the same is true around beliefs that are as powerful and uh, sort of all-encompassing as the stuff that we see around food, body, and weight, So what happens a lot of times is you get a big sort of uh, out of proportion, like a disproportional amount of emotional energy comes at you when you say, oh, actually, I'm not trying to lose weight anymore. I'm just accepting my body for how it is. People will will respond in ways that are like really, really intense. And the reason for that isn't necessarily just because of what you're doing. It's because they, having been in relationship with you for so long and having had some kind of shared reality shared worldview, shared system of values around this stuff, they get defensive. They feel criticized or judged. They feel like you're shaming them or, um, you know, judging them or pushing them away. They feel left behind or abandoned. So they're dealing with like their own stuff in that moment. And what happens a lot of times is we try to respond to that as if they're being rational, but it it doesn't work because like they're not, they're not actually coming at it from a a thoughtful place about the topic. They're really just responding emotionally because it is really disorienting and jarring and uncomfortable when somebody that you have shared a worldview with for so long just stops. And to be perfectly honest, a lot of relationships can't handle that. You know, they're really not equipped to handle that. And frankly, a lot of relationships aren't going to be, um, I don't know, like nourishing to you anymore, like interesting to you uh, if they have been based on, let's say, shared body bashing for for a really long time. You might find yourself thinking like, oh, wow, without that shared reality, we have nothing else to talk about. And that's totally valid. In fact, I would say a lot of times people going through this journey, um, 
really do have to reconsider their relationships and set new boundaries to like protect their time and energy and, and keep that time and energy available for people who nourish and support and fulfill them and align with their new system of values or beliefs or worldview or whatever, because that just feels good. You know, that's one of the things we seek in our relationships. And if you have been in a relationship for a long time that has been based on shared um, body hatred or judging other people's appearances or <laughs> dieting or dieting attempts or, you know, whatever it is, uh, you might find that those are relationships that actually, as you move away from that system of beliefs, you just want to distance yourself from the relationships, which is totally valid. That said, there are often examples, uh, among my clients anyway, um, of people who are very, very tempted to write off a relationship without actually giving the other person a chance to know what they need and want, without ever giving the other person an opportunity to sort of rise to the challenge and, and go on that journey with them. And the reason for that is because these conversations really suck. You know, they're very uncomfortable. It, it's, it, you're risking conflict, you know, you're risking rejection. It's hard to be vulnerable. All these things, they're just really hard and most people don't want to do them. And so for a lot of folks that I know, they would almost rather just bail on the relationship than give, than sort of face that hard conversation around, hey, I'm evolving. Would you like to evolve with me? Um, then, you know, that, that just feels that just feels too uncomfortable. So my personal recommendation is at least give people the chance. I mean, you know, you have to know you, right? Like if it's an abusive relationship or a relationship where it's not safe for you to be vulnerable, obviously this is not the right call. But a lot of times I think that facing the discomfort of bringing your needs and desires and, and thought process to this other person is really valuable because at least you give them a chance. If they, if they take up your offer and invitation and walk with you a little bit down that journey, what a gift. You know, if you say to someone, hey, I'm actually working really hard to stop viewing weight as something um, that has any moral significance about a person or has anything to do with their health or attractiveness. So I would really like if you and I didn't talk about bodies that way anymore. I mean, it is entirely possible that they say, wow, you're right. You know, it never quite sat right with me or um, you're really making me think or could you tell me a little bit more about why that's okay? You know, like if they go with you and explore with you, that's incredible because people can evolve. A lot of times they have not had the exposure that you have had and exposing them to it is all that, that it really takes. However, um, even if they don't, it's still a positive to have tried because even if they say, I don't care about that, I don't care about you, your feelings don't matter to me and I'm gonna keep doing what I was doing, um, at least now you feel really, really clear-headed about the fact that you probably just need distance from that relationship, right? There's something very, I think, um, very calming about knowing that you gave it your all in something like that, that you really brought it to their attention and you were brave and um, they couldn't meet you there. And that just makes it a really, a really simple decision. Okay, well then I don't want, I don't, I don't want to make time and space and energy for this person in my life anymore. Um, so I guess the thing I want to say today is that if you are considering having that conversation with somebody, if you are considering telling someone about the journey you're on around body neutrality or intuitive eating or whatever, consider first a couple of things. What do you want from that conversation? 
Like literally what outcome are you looking for? Because it, it'll totally change the kind of conversation you have. So get super clear on what exactly it is you're looking for. Are you hoping that the person will um, learn more for themselves about the dangers of diet culture and weight stigma? Do you just want them to understand and support you? Do you want them to sort of see how they've caused harm to you? Um, whatever it is, just sort of consider what you want out of the conversation. And then also, can you bring it to them from a place of vulnerability? Because most people do not handle it well when they're just told to change their worldview out of nowhere. Like people are not motivated to go learn an entire new worldview, especially when it like flies so blatantly in the face of everything that they've ever known or thought or felt um, just because someone said so. So can you bring it to them with vulnerability? Because that kind of vulnerability is where you really connect them emotionally to you, to, to that relationship. You say, hey, I've been struggling with this thing, but lately I'm learning something that is making it better. And I would like for you to uh, learn about that thing with me because I want our conversations to go this or that way. Right? Like you, you invite them, but you also hook them. You share what makes you feel so strongly about this and why you're asking and making the request that you do. If you're asking someone to just like read a book recommendation without telling them why or how it connects to you or your relationship with them, like they're probably not going to, first of all. But even if they do, they're probably not going to really be bought in in any way because it doesn't have a hook. It's just like, in fact, actually in that kind of case, they probably feel judged, right? They probably feel like like you're judging them and thinking that they are bad or wrong or stupid or your ideas are dangerous. Like nobody, nobody responds well in that kind of situation. So instead of saying, I think your ideas are bad and stupid, wrong and dangerous or implying it by just saying, hey, I really think you should read this book or read this article. Can you be vulnerable? Can you make it something that they want to learn about? Can you make it something that connects to, um, to your closeness with them, you know? Can you connect the value of uh, the educational content to the emotional content, right? Because that is what's going to actually stand a chance. That is what allows people to get invested. And it takes away a lot of the defensiveness that, that shows up when someone feels like, out of nowhere, I've just basically been told that I'm wrong and stupid and bad and I should should change myself. Like that just doesn't invite anybody in. It's it's a really ineffective way to change people's minds. So if you can be vulnerable with them and if you can approach it from a place that um, comes from from some amount of love and respect and care for the relationship, even if you're mad, you can be mad. But if you can approach it without attacking, then you can move forward with this conversation. Um, you know, because you're basically prepared uh, to let them know what outcome you want and also to invite them to sort of evolve with you, right? And that evolution, I think, is really key because most of the time, these are hugely transformative um, asks that we're making, you know, to say, hey, <laughs> it, it's very much, I feel like the religion example here fits perfectly. It would be very much like saying, hey, I think that, you know, Christianity is totally wrong and messed up now, even though we always share that, you know, bond. And I think that you should think it's it's totally wrong and messed up now too. Like that is absolutely not going to motivate a person to explore their beliefs. Whereas if you said something that sort of holds them accountable to their own values, something that connects to your relationship 
um, those, those conversations really stand a chance. You know, you might say, um, I believe that you are a person of such high integrity and such a kind heart and you would never want to harm anybody. So I'm a little confused about why you would uphold um, and stay committed to a relationship uh, or, or rather to a, to a religion that, um, that harms so many people. Could you explain that to me? You know, you bring curiosity to it. You, you, you treat them with respect, even if you're like pissed, <laughs> you know, can you do that? Because that is the kind of conversation that actually works. It's the kind of conversation that actually leads to change. Um, if all you want to do is attack, then that is the outcome you're going to get. It's probably going to be defensiveness and, and shut down and possibly, possibly just distance between you and the other person, which is sometimes completely valid, but often not what people are looking for. Um, yeah. And, and I think the other thing about that personal connection is like, hey, we have shared this religion for a long time, but now I've discovered all the ways it's harmed me. And it feels really confusing and hurtful why you would continue to support a religion that has personally harmed me so much. It, it hurts that you would do that. Now it's like they may end up questioning their beliefs. You know, they may end up doing a lot of work and education and and sort of dismantling of their belief system. But they're doing it because they love you. And you have basically said, hey, you're hurting me. So in terms of conversations about weight and um, body shape and size and appearance, all those things, uh, it, it can be really, really helpful to just state, hey, you're hurting me. You know, every time you criticize my approach to food, I feel hurt. Uh, it makes me feel like you think I'm stupid and I don't like that. Or, um, you know, I would love to hear more about your specific issues with intuitive eating or body neutrality because it's been helping me so much and I want to understand your perspective better, but I also want to really offer you reassurance that what I'm doing is safe, you know, because I care about you. Like those are the things that really hook people. Uh, and also holding people accountable to their own values, their own sort of standards and ideals can be really, really beautiful. Um, for example, saying like, I know you to be a person who who cares a lot about other people and doesn't want to cause harm therefore you know and then you get to say i i'm really struggling with the fact that you continuously criticize people's weight you know that feels really off to me that doesn't feel like it's in alignment with who i know you to be so in these spaces there's love and there's respect and there's vulnerability and those are the kind of conversations that will not transform anybody overnight like one conversation is just not enough for this kind of thing it's too big but it will plant the seeds. It will invite a person to think about it. It will invite a person to come back and talk to you about it. <laughs> and that's all you really need. You know, you, all you need is to plant those seeds and invite an open dialogue ongoing over time. And frankly, this is a lot of labor to put in. And <laughs> if you don't want to do it, don't do it. <laughs> totally valid. You don't owe it to anybody. But if you really want people in your life to be more supportive, you can just ask for what you want. You know, hey, I need you to be more supportive of this. It's really hurtful when you make fun of it. Or, um, hey, I've noticed that you are really worried about my health lately because I'm doing something so different from what you learned was healthy. Do you think I could recommend a book that will um, sort of help you understand that what I'm doing is safe? You know, whatever it is, like, there has to be a foundation of trust and respect in the relationship to get there. And... Honestly, like every single uh, radical or progressive view that I have was the result of someone doing this for me. 
And I am so, so grateful to all of those people, every person who ever held me accountable to my own value system. I am grateful for every person who ever, you know, really challenged my worldview or my beliefs or my biases or my, um, you know, my bigotry, my internalized bigotry. Absolutely. I am glad. I am so glad that those people came to me with the trust and respect that they had instead of just attacking me and saying, F this, I'm out of here, which they totally could have. They would have been, that would have been fair. Um, but they came to me instead and they said, I think you can do better or I need you to do better. And for that, I am so unbelievably grateful. And people can learn and change and grow and evolve with you if you are willing to basically hold them in that space to let them work through their own issues. Because people will come to you and they'll play devil's advocate and they'll do the whole, and it'll be annoying and frustrating. It's hard labor. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> discounting that at all. Um, it's difficult, but it's worth it. Because on the other side, you end up with people who are truly not, like not just supporting you because you said, hey, I need you to do this one thing. Like I need you to never comment like that again. Setting a boundary is great. But true understanding is better. You know, it's so much better. And I want that for you. And even if it's not possible to go this direction, I just want you to know like that this is a better place to invest your labor, generally speaking, um, than, than giving it sort of endlessly to people who um, really can't hear you. You know, I would rather spend all of this time and energy sort of helping, helping someone dismantle their um, biases and bigotry than, than honestly spend any time with somebody who's just set on it, you know? Like I'm willing to put that labor in for people who are willing to do that work because that's the kind of circle I want to surround myself with and because that's the kind of world I want to live in and because that to me is my responsibility to fight for justice. So if you can, don't worry about those relationships that were not willing to come with you on this journey and just focus your attention on one or two relationships who are, you know? Um, anyway, I think that, that that question comes up a lot and I really wanted to give us an opportunity to kind of explore how to respond. I mean, honestly, there's no right or wrong way here. I'm, I'm not judging anybody for um, responding in any possible way. Only you can know what's best for you in that relationship. But I do really encourage people to try making um, sort of an invite for transformation and then being with that person on their journey um, as they sort of let go of or, you know, challenge or sort of face their own biases and uh, bigotry and then and then hold them accountable to being the person that you know them to be, which often when it comes to weight and body stuff is like better than what they're doing. You know, people people would be so ashamed if someone said, hey, your comments are racist. Uh, you know, they'd be so embarrassed. They would feel horrible. Right. But if someone's like, ah, your, your comments are anti-fat or fat phobic they're like meh you know like it just doesn't it doesn't bother people because of the societal approach we write we have right now because of the cultural fat phobia and anti-fat bias being affirmed everywhere they're often just completely out of line and don't even know it so um, I encourage wherever you can uh, to at least give them a shot you know and and see whether or not they bite and that's it. That's everything I wanted to say for today. Um, thank you so much for listening. If you want to um, support me, you can always go to my Patreon 
uh, or send me like a little tip for all the free content or whatever on buymeacoffee.com. Um, both of those links can be found in the show notes. And uh, other than that, I'm just so happy that you are here and I will talk to you next week.